welcome back, Dirty Birdies. I'm Jackie. I'm Shirley. And this is the Dirty, Dirty Birdie Book Club. <sighs> We're doing it together. I like that. That was fun. That was fun. I think that worked out. Awesome. So, welcome back, Dirty Birdies. We are talking about Credence by Penelope Douglas today. Yes. Uh, published in 2020. Uh, our trigger warnings to this episode are suicide. Sexual Assault, Child Neglect, and CNC, which is Consensual Non-Consensual. As always, this is an adult podcast with adult themes and a fuck ton of cursing. Yes, so adult language. So, listener discretion is advised. Why don't you uh, read us the back cover? So, the back cover for Credence. Tiernan de Haas doesn't care about anything. The only child of a film producer and his starlit wife. She's grown up with wealth and privilege, but not love or guidance. Shipped off to boarding schools from an early age, it was still impossible to escape the loneliness and carve out a life for her own. The shadow of her parents' fame followed her everywhere. And when they suddenly pass away, she knows she should be devastated. But has anything really changed? She's always been alone, hasn't she? Jake Vanderberg, her father's stepbrother and her only living relative, assumes guardianship over Tiernan, who is still two months shy of 18. She is sent to live with him and his two sons, Noah and Caleb, in the mountains of Colorado. Tiernan soon learns that these men now have a say in what she chooses to care and not care about anymore. As the three of them take her under their wing, teach her to work and survive in the remote woods far away from the rest of the world, she slowly finds her place among them and as a part of them. She also realizes that lines blur and rules become easy to break when no one else is watching. One of them has her. The other one wants her. But he, he's going to keep her. So this is a chunker. Yeah. This 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 was a chunker. Almost 500 pages, right? Yeah, 470. So you loved this book. I recommended this to you. You recommended this to me. Yes. I loved this book until halfway through. Oh, no. And then I fucking hated it. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, we have not spoken to each other about this book in preparation for this. So I, this is news to me. Yes. This is news to me. Um, oh no! Was all on board for this book. What did it? The extreme amount. Four out of seven of the times that Caleb and her have sex, I consider sexual assault. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> and she ends up with a guy who continuously sexually assaults her. Four out of seven of the times, yes. she says no, and he goes ahead anyway. She also said no to Noah. But did Noah have sex with her after she said no? The only time she had sex with Noah was when she was having the threesome with Noah and Caleb. Oh, yeah, that's right. And she did say yes. To all of that. To all of that. It's a lot to say yes to. Say yes to the dress of men. Mm. <laughs> mm. So, okay, okay, so that was, in, I could see that being infuriating. Absolutely so, infuriating. let's unpack it. Tiernan is a complex character and very sad. Yeah. Her parents were absolute shitters to her, you know? It was almost like, so they were like very famous celebrities mm-hmm. and it was almost like they felt like they just had, had to to, mm-hmm. to say they did. Mm-hmm. But then never took responsibility. Like she was always passed off yeah. to somebody else and just yeah. completely disregarded. Ignored her yeah. blatantly. Yeah. And she internalized the shit out of that because how do you not? Oh, of other course. than her parents, she just lived in this big empty house. She was all alone with their like family assistant, yeah, Mariah. 
Yeah, Mariah. Who turns out to be a pseudo caretaker for Tiernan. Like, in, like the, in the transition. Yeah, well, I mean, even before, like, I think Tiernan talks about one point, oh, but like the night terrors. Oh, she talks right. about how Mariah used to, like, sleep with her at night. And and so I feel like Mariah was a surrogate parent for her. And there was a few points where Mariah kind of pissed me off. But I get it. You know, she she cared for Tiernan her whole life. So, you know, like, she felt an attachment, obligation, whatever you want to call it. So that's, you know, that, it is what it is. So then Tiernan is 17 when her parents die. Right. And two, I think it's two months shy, two months of, 18. shy of 18. Right. Yeah. She is technically bequeathed. Guardianship <laughs> is handed down to her step-uncle. And I want to make it very clear that they are step-uncles and cousins because somebody thought... I did. They were oh, I am so guilty. Biological. First of all, I just skipped right over that detail and I was like, okay. That's... <laughs> I mean, whatever. But yes, there's no family. There's absolutely there's actual no No incest. blood. Yes, no incest. No incest. No blood relative or blood relation. Right. So we just want to preface no one's with that. technically related. Yes. Okay. It's definitely uh what are you doing, step bro, like situation. Oh, yeah. Which is all over the place on Pornhub. Yeah, so I don't like, want to talk Whatever. About it, so <laughs> don't come for me. But so she... Decides to step away from life and move to the remote woods of Colorado, which I can't say I blame her for. I would absolutely move to the remote woods of Colorado if given a chance. Yes. So the way their house is situated, it's like on a peak. Yes. Right. On a mountain peak. Right. So their winters are vicious. Feet and feet of snow and they're... Basically trapped. Yeah. Like, here's the town. Yeah. And they're sequestered up on the... For months. Months. Yeah. I think they said about six months, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, October to April or November to April? I think it's October to, like, March. Okay. Or maybe it is October to April. It, yeah. It's a long time. time. It's they're a long time. For a long time. So, most of the... So, they're pretty self-sufficient up there. They have, like, their own electrical, their own water. There's animals. Animals. All kinds of motor vehicles. So, obviously, you know, three men and a woman. Sounds like a sitcom. I know. Up on a mountain for six months. Three attractive men. Somebody's gonna get their dick wet. And all of them do. All of them? All of them do. do. She is quite literally passed around. I was all... Do we want to talk about the order of... Yeah, you know what? Let's talk about the men. Because there are three men and one girl, and she... Well, let's talk about the men. We haven't we haven't talked about our leading men. Oh, okay. So there's Uncle Jacob or Uncle Jake, who is just like a rough and tumble, he is a take rough no and tough shit, he just wants man. shit done kind of guy. Yeah, came from the same life Tiernan has, oh, like that yes. Richie Rich. You know, we're high to societal. Yeah. Yes, his family very unfortunately unalives his love of his life. And he just leaves and never looks back, and I can't for one instant blame him. Uh, but yeah, so rough and tumble mountain man doing the damn thing with his two sons up on the mountain. Two, and, uh, Caleb is the oldest, 
and Noah is the youngest. And they're both, I think, like, 25, 21. Oh, yeah. Something like that. Like, they're early 20s. Right. Caleb has some childhood trauma in his past that has caused him not to talk anymore. Right. He can talk, but he chooses not to. Chooses not to. Right. Uh, There was an incident with his mother. Yeah. Which we don't have to go into detail right now. Right. Right. So, you know, Jake found someone to marry and settle down with Mm -hmm. and he had two kids and Mm -hmm. then she ended up getting sent to prison. So she's alive. Was she a drug addict? I think it was the drugs. The drugs. Oh, it's a trigger warning drug. (laughs) Asterisk. My bad. (laughs) Asterisk. I'll add it in at the beginning. Trigger warning drugs. (laughs) I mean, also, I guess, underage drinking. Like, a lot. One. Um, What? One. She's always drinking. Is she took shots with them. She had multiple beers. That's right, she did. Yeah, they were at the lake. They were all alone up there. Oh, like, I'm also going to trigger warning. <laughs> no, please. I can't. Like, I'm also going to trigger warning, like, I wouldn't say it's abuse, but Caleb, I understand the reasoning, but Caleb does just haul off and punch her at one point. When Is that she, when he's stitching her up? Yes. He doesn't punch her. He slaps her. Oh, slap her or punched her? No, he, he slaps her across the face to distract to her. To distract her from the pain of getting stitched up. it's in the middle of winter. They don't have any. There's a fire. She's trying to save horses. She gets a slice on her arm. Mm-hmm. And. They need to stitch it up. They need to stitch it up. There's no. They can't reach a hospital. Hospitals can't get to them. So he jumped into hero action here. Okay, I like that noted. <laughs> and he's like, I gotta take care of this girl. And he can't. He can, but he chooses not to talk. So communication is out the window. Yeah. He's like, probably freaking out on the inside, but has to look cool, calm, and collected. Like, I've done this a million times. Yeah, no worries. But what's the quickest way to, to distract her? Okay. I rescind my comment then. Right across the face. And listen, it worked. Not only did it work, she was like, hi, do it again. Yeah, distract me. Wow. (laughs) I say, let's start with the men least problematic to most problematic. And in my opinion... Oh, I like this. Okay. I'm going to start with Jake. As most? As least. Okay. I love an age gap. Oh, love yes. an age gap. Yes, yes, yes. Love an age gap. And I felt like that just progressed so naturally. The her and, and Jake. Romance? Sure, yes, yes. <laughs> and it was a romance. Yeah. yeah. I felt like that just progressed so much more naturally. Jake is more my speed. Like a rough and tough. I gotta have you now, like feral sometimes, but also like I want to take care of you, you know, blah blah blah. Jake, Jake was chef's kiss for me. There's that one scene in the shower. Oh yes, there's that one scene in the shower where we're, we learn about Jake's tragic past with his um, love of his life, Flora, being unfortunately. Cut down in her prime by Jake's family. And Tiernan, as we kind of mildly discussed, since she was ignored so much in her life, um, like doesn't really know how to communicate with people, doesn't know how to like connect to people. So she tries to I don't know, like step into that or like let Jake have a fantasy that it's Flora he's fucking. I think she, like, felt 
guilt on, oh. on behalf of her family that he had mm-hmm. previously to the scene he had like kind of shit all over mm-hmm. she was like you don't know anything and you ran away and then you find out why he, why ran, he away. ran away so I'm sure yeah. she's just like well fuck Yes. Like, how do I make this better? Right. How do I help him feel good? So he tells her about Flora, and she tells him to close his eyes and make love to to her. Flora. To Flora. Like, through fucking Tiernan. Right. And later on, he says, I love you, but Tiernan uses her nails. I like that a lot more. And then he says, open your eyes, baby. I could never pretend you weren't you. And I just was like, yep, yep, I'm good. I would have been great if she didn't fuck the other three or the other two guys. If she didn't fuck Noah and. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Jake was. If you cut the whole Noah and Caleb, Caleb part out of the book, that would have been perfect book for me. Wow. Yeah. But so, moving along to our middle problematic man, Noah. I knew it was your lead part. Okay. Oh, God. Caleb is the most problematic human being on the face of the planet. Caleb is more problematic than most politicians. Wow. I'm just kidding. Okay. I fucking love Caleb, and I'm having a hard time stomaching all of this Caleb smack. (laughs) Okay, let's talk about Noah first. Okay, yes. How did you feel about Noah? <clears throat> he was just like a fuck boy. He was a fuck boy, and I felt like he just he he was just too much. He was just like constantly like fuck me, fuck me, fuck me, fuck uh, me uh, uh, throughout the entire almost the entire book. He was like one of those birds that was like oh, fuck me, yeah, oh, well, me. <laughs> and then there is a moment where I kind of do like my heart breaks a little bit for him because it's. After she had already had sex with Jake mm-hmm. and the boys like find out, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And, she, you know, she's, she's talking to Noah and he says, like, I would have, I would have made love to you. Like he says, it oh, in, yes. he says it in like a whisper, yeah. you know, like don't let anybody else hear, but like, I would have, you know, I would have been gentle. Like I would have been everything you thought you needed. Aww. I know, and then yeah. my heart breaks a little bit, but, like, also, that was never a topic of conversation until you realized you didn't get her first. So, that makes me go right back to fuckboy, right? Well, and that also, so, like, yeah, that's really sweet of you, Kayla, but also, the scene where they're all on the couch watching porn, and Caleb and Noah you know, start coming on to her, Noah is like, I want her virginity. And I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) for those who didn't see, I just made a, like, ick face. (laughs) Um, Right, like that, he just, across the board, I feel like, gave me, like, fuckboy vibes. Fuckboy vibes. You know what I mean? Now, if if we're putting aside all sexual scenarios, Noah's great. Noah's sincere. He cares. He wants to get off that mountain so bad, but, yeah. like, his dad relies on him so much. He really does, I think, care for Tiernan, love Tiernan, love his brother, love his dad. Like, he just has emotions. He just wants more than he just wants life more. has yeah. dealt him. Exactly. And he found something that he's really good at that could potentially be, be that bigger mm-hmm. thing for him. And his dad, like, 
poo poo zone. Exactly. Yeah. Open there. Let's talk about. <laughs> yeah. Caleb. Okay. Yeah. Let's do so that. before we talk about Caleb, what is your spice rating on this book? Oh, I gotta give this like a nine. I like a nine and a half mm-hmm. for for me. I would say why. I think the amount of sex scenes I can appreciate. Like there's okay. and and not even like just like sex, like the the build up and the mm-hmm, flirting mm-hmm. and the moral fight within themselves, mm-hmm. you know. And I really appreciate when there are multi partner situations. Okay, I think that that adds to the spice level for me. What would you rate it? I gave it a two. <gasps> I can't deal with the amount of times that she said no and they continued anyway. And I know you're super into C&C. So it's so funny because Jake is the most problematic to me. Lay it on me. Lay it on me. You bastard. Like you are given a whole human life Uh to be responsible for and to raise you know what I mean? Like, yes, you were kind of the only option. Sure. But oh, you're not raising her. You're She's already raised. a dad. Like, you you already kind of know what it feels like to want to protect. Mm-hmm. Can you help when it comes to matters of the heart, Cheryl? When she's 17? Yes. They don't fuck her until she's 18. They fucking make out in the kitchen before she's 17. Are you sure? The kiss in the kitchen? Is that before her birthday or after her birthday? Because her birthday is... The night that he runs over the motorcycles and there's the the bar fight, right? That is her birthday, yes. (sighs) Yeah. Yes. They do kiss before, they do kiss when she's 17. And, you know, to each their own. No. I, you know. I, like I said, I like an age gap when it's legal. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. So I do, I do take problem with that. And I guess I just was too... It's, wrapped up listen in the age gap i love romance. i love that we're going to find out the red flags we chose to ignore <laughs> and the other person is like ready to just point out oh, like no. in the barrel like oh, ready to point shit. out yes so this is I have little exclamation points on all the sexual assault ones. Oh, I was wondering why they were color-coded. Because it was me. like, what the fuck? And you know what's so oh, funny? Oh, they're color-coded per boy. One, look at this. One of them literally says green flag after Caleb does something. No, that's, um, that's Tiernan. I won't always be a girl. I may not be a man, but I won't always be a girl. Oh, that she was gives her. The green, she, she gives the green, the green, green flag. flag. That's yeah. right. Okay. Yeah. Yes. And so, so you're talking problem. about the age issue. Like she does give the green flag, but she's also 17 and mm-hmm. completely fucked up and does not know what a healthy relationship looks like. So, like, yes. like of all the vulnerabilities, for there still to be an inkling of what can I get out of this girl? I will play devil's ar- at advocate. <laughs> I will play Devil's Devil's Aardvark. I didn't say that, but I couldn't get it the fuck out. It's first thing in the morning. Oh, um, that's why there's coffee. That's why there's coffee and not champagne this time. I'm going to play Devil's Aardvark, and that's all we're calling it now. Please make that a shirt. I'm going to play Devil's Aardvark. with devil horns and a little tail. <laughs> I'm going to play Devil's Aardvark. Oh, my God. I want one right now. We're making it. Okay, great. <laughs> devil's Aardvark. I'm so excited. Hey, hey, can oh he be? Lord. Can he be our like mascot? Yes. Okay. Hey. I'm gonna pay 
devil's aardvark. I'm gonna play devil's aardvark, and I'm gonna say yes. I agree with the manipulation of power and authority, but I stand by my previous statement of it felt like it developed so much more naturally than Noah being like, fuck me, fuck me, fuck me, and Caleb just being like, I don't care what you say, I'm gonna fuck you, I'm gonna lock you in your room, I'm gonna... That, yeah, okay, I'll give you that, that was a good one too. I'm gonna, let's see, let's see, the first time she meets Caleb... Okay, this is horribly taken out of context, but please proceed. Context, the first time she meets <laughs> Caleb... He comes home from a hunting trip, has doesn't say a damn word to her, has no idea who this bitch is, uh, and he, tries to... He, he is mute. He, he by is, choice. He's a mute gentleman. By choice. Tries to... Is it by choice or is it a little bit it's, medically induced? It's, it's probably... It's not medically induced. It's trauma induced. Okay, because later when they talk about it, they say like he screamed raw. Yeah, but that was like 20 years ago. You don't think that does damage? Maybe. What? I don't know. He talks perfectly fine at the end. Spoiler alert. <laughs> he practiced for six months. He practiced talking for six months. When? <clears throat> what do you mean when? At the very end. Oh. She's in California for six months. And then he brings the book and, he's, and, he, and he starts reading it. And he's like, I've been working on this for six oh, months. Oh, that's right. Mm. <clears throat> See, I have a feeling that all of your Caleb passages were tainted. Red, red, rose-colored glasses on. Because you were just like, he's a dick. Let's see. Let's see. Okay. Let's see. Let's see. The first time she meets Caleb, mm-hmm. he comes home from a hunting trip. I almost said a hunting trip. I love that. He comes home from a hunting trip, and he is, like, the definition of feral. And apparently ravenous and wants to eat some puss. Let's and see. there happens to be a lovely young lady in the kitchen. Who- One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven... Eleven times she tells him to stop. Not once does she say, oh yes, fuck me, Caleb. Eleven times she goes, stop, please stop, stop, stop it, please stop it, stop, just stop, 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 stop. <laughs> And he's like, no, fuck you, I'm hungry. Okay, when, when you count them. Eleven <laughs> times. Girl, eleven times in two pages. That is a lot. I, I don't think I... I don't think I read all 11, probably. I think I probably... <laughs> you were just like, yeah, 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 whatever. What Shut page up, are you on? What page are you on? 92. Okay. Start on 91. God, that's early. I, um, I choke out. I don't think we should. Okay, but then it's just like, she in her own mind, she's like, it feels so good. And I guess I got hung up on that part. On 91. Where it, do you see... I shake my head, tears hanging at the corners because it feels so good and I don't want it to. Uh, and then later on, she says, please stop. <laughs> please stop, I murmur. <laughs> but I know he hears me. You know me. what that sounds like in the moment? <laughs> please stop. But I know he hears me. He, sorry for the crack in my voice. He growls and yanks me down to the end of the car, driving, diving for my stomach. And he starts to pull off my sleep shorts. I grit my teeth together. Stop, I mutter. But he doesn't. He kisses me. He goes lower, trailing over my legs. Stop, I mouth. 
He gets my shorts and my panties down over my ass come uh, and comes down sucking on my lower belly just an inch above my clit. And I rise up growling and slap him in the face. Stop. I said, stop. She told him to stop. Doesn't matter what happened in an instant of, <sighs> oh, this feels good. She told You're him right. to stop. You're absolutely right. I'm sorry, but that is irrefutable sexual assault. Let's flip forward. Hence the trigger warning. Hence the trigger warning. To page 275. Oh, sorry. What? I need to go back to page 98 when your Jake decides to grill her about whether or not she has a boyfriend. Have you had any men whatsoever? You're still a girl and you still need some raising. All right. Why are you all up in her business like that? It's a bit problematic because he wants to be all up in her business exactly all right it's slightly problematic um okay let's go to page 275 when she comes out quite a jump when she comes well because then she fucks uh well i mean there are 275 you said yes 275 Mm -hmm. after she fucks jake and he comes down the stairs as she's coming out of jake's room grabs her throws her onto her bed and spits in her face and then writes Slut on her forehead. That's never confirmed. She's like, I don't even need to look in the mirror to know what he said. To know what he wrote. Do we ever find out that he wrote slut? I mean, I'm not saying he didn't. I'm just saying that was... I thought she said in, like, the next chapter, it took me forever to get the words. It. I mean, it doesn't matter if it's ever confirmed. It's inferred by the author. Okay, fine. It is very much inferred, yes. I mean, so... She growls, get off. And he doesn't. Mm-hmm. And... Regardless, there's no consent there. No. There's no consent there. Um, He spits on her. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, you need flat out written consent to spit on me. Um, However, to play devil's aardvark, at the very end of that passage on the next page, she says, yours, I murmur, not his. Mm. What the fuck is she doing? This girl has absolutely no idea what she wants. No. She was remembering when Jake said ours, all ours. Oh, and she, and she says, says yours, yours, not his. As in Jake. Because she thinks about that and then hears the music. And I think that was her being like, definitely not fucking Caleb's. Okay, so again, okay, maybe this isn't sexual assault, but it's assault. It's absolutely assault. Like. I, yes, it is absolutely assault. I was highly, uh, that was highly problematic for me. That okay. scene. Okay. That scene pissed me the fuck off. You're going to Bit on me mm-hmm, mm-hmm. after I had consensual sex. You've never even spoken to me. The only other time you and I have interacted, you tried to sexually assault me. Yeah. And then you're going to write slut on my head? Not a good look for Caleb. Flipping forward again <laughs> to page 363, mm-hmm. he locks her in her fucking room. I do remember that, yes. <laughs> he locks her in her And why does he do that? Because she had, she... Did she mess around with Noah, or was she about about to mess around with Noah, and that's why? Oh, yeah. Aren't they, like, in the shop, like, under the car? Yes. Or, no. He's cleaning her wounds. What happens when What? Okay, so Noah asks, what happens if we pump you until you're pregnant? I'll fuck a baby into you. (laughs) And Noah turns, and we both see Caleb's gaze on fire as he looks between us mm-hmm. and walks into the shop to join his father as Caleb threads his fing- my fingers through his, leading me upstairs. I'm sore, I'm tired, and I feel guilty. This is post-threesome? Yes. 
Oh, yeah. This is post-threesome yeah. with Noah and Caleb, mm-hmm. which was all consensual. I will give their upstairs with him. Instead, he leads me to his room. Or instead of leading us to his room, he pushes my door open, pulls me inside, swinging me past him. I stumble, and he releases my hand. Sleep, I say. He wants me to go to bed. It's merely, it's only nine o'clock. He points a finger at me and then bed, ordering me again. He then twists and leaves the rooms, slamming the door behind him. And then I hear it, metal against metal, a bolt sliding. My eyes widen. The door won't open. I pound with one palm and jiggle the handle. He locked her into her room. Yeah. Yeah. Can I point out a sweet Caleb moment? You can. I'm probably like, I don't even remember. (laughs) No, I do have Caleb interactions that do not have exclamation points. So I don't remember what happens. I think she was having a nightmare and she wakes up and she finds the bottle of the cinnamon or the bag of the cinnamon bears. And on the bag is written, your parents never gave you anything sweet. That's why you're not. And at first you're like, ew, rude. But then she explains, I don't know if blaming my parents is a good enough reason for being such a miserable fucking person, but someone in this world gets me and I'm not even offended. They said I wasn't sweet. I know I'm not. And someone understands why. Like, to be understood like that is an aphrodisiac. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know what it feels like to be seen yeah. like that. And seen so wholly by someone who's never going to be able to tell you right. that I see you, but right. I can write you this little love note. Right. Like, most of these are very little things very that little Caleb things. does. And I... Not that it excuses anything. And so that's my big thing is like, yes, he has moments of tenderness. I think he is an extremely traumatized Mm. human being. Mm -hmm. However, Devil's Aardvark, his favorite new fucking face. All the time. Making that fucking t-shirt. Play Devil's Aardvark. Yeah, I, I can't get past. There's the... Stop, 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 right, stop, right, stop, right. stop. There's the spitting on her. There's the locking her in her room. Okay, so those are not sexual assaults. Those two problematic issues. Mm-hmm. Those are just very problematic instances. However, he raped her. I'm going to say the R word. You did say the R word. He flat out. What page? 367. Why don't I remember this? He, I know why. Because I'm fucked up and was like, oh, I know. I think if I recall, he goes to have anal with her, ties her to the bed, and starts like. 367? And so go back to 366. Okay. Oh. Okay. So. I they had already done by this point. They had already fucked, yep. Anally. Yes. Okay. But it's a chapter from Caleb's perspective. Well, it's a, it's a chapter from a third person perspective. Oh, yes. About Caleb. So, and this is also, you get like a pseudo omniscient glimpse into Caleb's mind. He trails kisses along her cheeks, her eyes still closed, not awake yet. He hovers his lips over her skin, moving. I, I have no problem with no, somebody no. like kissing keep, me in my sleep, but. Keep going. You know what I'm going to. Moving with his mouth, but unable uh, to voice his words. Pretty little cunt. He grinds on her once. That's what she is. Cunt. Okay. Moving on. She calls him an asshole. He smirks. He is. And she likes to act like she fucking cares. Putting up a fight one moment and then begging for a dicking the next. She won't stop him because she longs have to remember all the nothing she is. Slow. She pants, please. But he doesn't go slow. He pulls her hand off his 
and forces it up to her chest, making her lift her shirt for him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He teases her ass, rubbing the tight hole and watching her breath catch. Caleb, she says nervously, rubbing her and not stopping, he presses the tip of the finger inside her. <laughs> okay. All right, lips. <laughs> Here it is. He loves watching her excited by the snow and happy, happily feeding the horses. He loves how she is with the animals and how good her arms felt when she hugged him in the car today in the barn. Oh, look, he's a human being. He likes nice things. He notices small things about her. But he pulls his hands out of her little red panties, letting her body shake and her whimpers go unanswered. No, please, she said. I'm almost there. So we're also edging. Unconsensual edging. <laughs> Didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> I'm just being an over an overdramatic asshole. Caleb, she begs. He ignores her, dropping his jeans to the floor and pulling her off the bed. She stands there swaying in her fatigue. He squats down to slide her panties down her legs. She steps out of them. Do you like me? She says in a small voice. The question gives him a pause. At all? I thought part of me might like that you don't talk. I can say things that no... And not have to hear your response. I hate talking too. All you do to me is walk away. I hate it when you walk away. I don't know how to talk to you sometimes. This is how we talk. This is the only time I feel like you like me. When he's fucking her. Okay, yeah, that hurt my heart. Yeah. Also. Problematic. And then he starts fucking her and she's like, Oh God. The pussy clenching. Okay. So then the next chapter back in Tiernan's perspective. Right. He belts her to the bed, which I thought was a weird fucking gift to give her, was that belt. It was, like, foreshadowing Exactly, for yeah. yeah. Caleb, I start to protest. He digs his, what is he doing? He digs his fingers into my hip and jerks me back into him quickly, mm-hmm. sliding his cock back inside me. I squeeze my eyes shut, singing at the rawness as he damn near punches a hole right through me. This doesn't feel good. Bam. Doesn't feel good. Stop it. Caleb, I say again. Okay, so far, all she has said, though, and since her inner thoughts didn't matter when it did feel good, her inner thoughts, like, she's just saying, like, Caleb, Caleb, no, what are you doing? Caleb, Caleb, <laughs> I know, you're fucking <laughs> I, like, skipped over the nose, apparently, which is terrible. Caleb, stop. <laughs> <laughs> he pushes back down more, making my ass shut out as he releases my hair. Reaches around to paw at my breast and dig his teeth into my neck. Tears hang at the corner of my eyes and all I can do is hang on as he pumps harder and harder. It's too deep, though. It hurts. He's taking. Fucking me like I'm nothing. Caleb, stop. He doesn't hear me. Mm. Hurting her some more. Stop, I scream. I work the belt wider. Slip out of the red, blah, blah, blah. And then goes and hides in Noah's room. Who surprisingly doesn't make a move on her. And doesn't do anything either. She crawls into his room naked and crying. And he's just like, okay, let's snuggle. Uh, yeah, no, I know that's what I mean. He didn't, like, try anything. Oh, should he have gotten up and, like, kicked Caleb's ass? Yes! Oh, He doesn't it. do anything. No. It's not that he's like, oh, okay, like, I won't try to fuck you. It's she crawls into your room naked and crying. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, let's go to sleep. <laughs> no, I'm just saying if she crawled into Jake's room naked and crying, there would have been one less son in the will. Because he would have been in the ground. (laughs) I'm not going to judge. No, listen. Listen. I understand. Like, I really do. And I will not sit here and, like, try and explain why my twisted self is in love with that trope so much. In order, like, 
Not to like out your past, but I know why you find issues and like love in this book. Exactly. And I get it. Totally. I get it's why I have a daddy king because I have (laughs) huge daddy issues. You know, I get it. I just, I just remember you being like, this is the hottest thing I ever read. It got me so hot. And like, I was like, this I is the hottest thing you ever up read. just as fucked up as I'm over here like, this is the hottest and here's, thing she's ever read. Here's the thing. It's funny to me. Okay, so, spoiler alert, she ends up with Caleb. Spoiler alert, she ends up with Caleb, and they she, have a baby, and Jake ends up with Mariah. Right. So, Which but I be- fucking hate. Before that, is that what happened? Is yeah. that who's in the tent? That's who's in the tent. Oh. All right. You didn't like that? Well, because I like Jake with Cameron. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> I have psychological problems. <laughs> okay, hold on. So before the end, Caleb, like, runs away. They have, they have like, a fight. Yeah, what are they, what is he what doing What are they, like, they, they have a fight. Oh, she's on. Oh, it's Cece. The baby. The baby. Yes, they go, so the, oh. the snow melts. So, at this point, Caleb and Tiernan are exclusively only fucking each other. Like, he d- did not want to share her Noah with and Jake, Jake and Noah. Noah and Jake off. No, so right. You, you, you don't think... What I thought was a very interesting conversation was after, after this fight and he fucks off to the fishing cabin in the middle of absolute, absolute nowhere. And Jake says to Tiernan, like, oh, well, we would have backed off. He didn't know he loved you. Right. And I was like, what? <laughs> he doesn't, I, I know. And that's why I'm telling you, it, like, go ahead, go ahead. it is all in the way, in the fucked up way mm-hmm. that he protects her and is always there and, and just gets her like out of these shitty situations and saves her from that asshole Terrence. So like, I'm down. I'm totally down for that possessive always there mine i'm gonna piss on her boots but like you have to actually treat her right in public or like in private you actually have to treat her right for me i don't mind you being all growly and possessive Mm -hmm. in public and being like this is mine don't look but then in private i like when they're like a butterball and they're like you make my heart fluffy you know like jake (laughs) i'm just kidding not for nothing you raised caleb so red flag number one i mean (laughs) not for nothing he also raised noah and he was not caleb's trauma Anyway, so the snow melts and they come down off the mountain. They come down off the mountain. Here she comes. And they run into a girl that Caleb had relations with before, Cece Giggins. Before, before, and then also before the snow came and they were locked on the mountain. Exactly. Right. So they stumble upon her and she is very pregnant. And so very pregnant. pregnant. And she walks by and she just goes, you know, like, I'm, I'm sure you're doing the math right now. And we'll, talk we'll, we'll be yeah. in touch. Yeah. So now Tiernan is like, oh my God, did you know mm-hmm. that you potentially have... And this was right the same morning they caught her, like, rubbing her belly and, like, imagining what it would be and like he threw to away have her birth control. Tri- yes. That's problematic with me as well. And so also, I was like, whoa, bro. <laughs> whoa, bro. Give me my pills back, please. All for a breeding kink, but it has to be consensual. <laughs> Look, if there's one thing, if there is a hill, I will, will not ever get off. It is consent. I'm good with whatever the fuck you, if you're into blood play, if you're into spitting, if you're into whatever, there has to be consent between both parties. 
Uh, that's it. It's all like I don't give a fuck. You're into like drinking the other one's piss out of a shoe. I don't care as long as you're both on board. That really pissed me off when he threw out her birth control. And she's like, I'll go get it later. I was like, bitch, get it now. I know. I was like, why aren't you getting it right now? I was like, like bitch. Get it. So following that incident, we stumble upon TC who insinuates that she's pregnant and it's Caleb. Yeah. Well, she's definitely pregnant, but she insinuates that it's Caleb's insinuates baby. Insinuates that it's Caleb's baby, yeah. And the, the math lines up a little bit with what uh, an event we saw earlier in the book of Caleb and her in the cave together. And then... Oh, the snow comes. Yeah, with the bloody nose. The snow comes. So, like, Tiernan puts it together in her mind and makes the math add up. And because Caleb doesn't talk, he can't argue. And so she immediately just... Assumes the worst. Assumes the worst. She refuses to play devil's aardvark. Jake, we find out, takes the boys down to the sheriff's office because there was an incident with the dirt bikes before. And then, and we also find out that Jake went to the doctor and, like, pressured him for information. And the doctor was like, oh yeah, no, it's not. She got pregnant in august right and in september as caleb got home from that hunting trip the initial that was the trip. first night yeah. of tiernan and caleb right yeah. so he wasn't even around when she got pregnant exactly he runs away for like weeks months oh months he's gone. i think it's two months two months okay and jake is like when the snow melts We'll go look for him. So we'll go look for a corpse when the snow melts. Thanks, Jake. Right on top so, of that, Rose. Like, I will say, yeah, that was a little weird that he was just like, yeah, fuck it, he can go. We'll get to it. <laughs> Whatever. And then Noah and Tiernan. Tiernan wakes Noah up and is like, we need to go get him. He was like, I'm going to go get him. You can come if you want. So, yes, and that is what they do. They, they do, do come find him. Yeah. I thought it was his hysterical like this made me laugh out loud oh that they lock him out they lock him out he's like i guess you found i guess you found caleb you know Cole, let, let me in. in yeah yeah it was <laughs> overall you would obviously recommend this book to I someone mean, if you have specific issues that you can message me about uh yeah i think <laughs> i think I, I do think it takes a special concoction of person. So overall, I would read more Penelope Douglas. I actually right, like on... I have read more Penelope, and it's not all like this. You know, what I was I mean? actually on Book Talk last night and saw this post. I'll send it to you of a woman who was like, "Men in books who, if they were in real life, should go to jail." <laughs> and it wasn't this book, but there were two. <laughs> should <Penelope>. have been. <laughs> There were two Penelope Douglas books on that list that I screenshotted to read later. Oh, fun. So okay. I'll let you know. I'll let you know which ones. I would recommend I... this to someone with proper trigger warning. First of all, I went into this thinking it was incest. She did. That was my bad. <laughs> and then I was like, Bitch, I'm hated. I can't even tell you like how, on such a deep level, I did not recognize that they weren't related. No, I didn't realize all the not consensualness of it. For yeah. real. I, it just went right That's over really my head. I'm a little flabbergasted. I mean, you counted the no's and I was like, damn, Cheryl. Like, I mean, I just counted them right now. I know, but I as do. you were counting and the number just got bigger, I was like. You went double digits. It was pretty bad. I was like, how did you not realize this poor girl was being like traumatized? I mean, she was already traumatized by and her parents. At one point, she, like, references the women that he'd been with before. Like, he's gotten away with this silent treatment. Like, women think they can save him. Yeah. And it's, 
like that ended up being funny to me because she did save him at the end and she kind of was most attracted to the most broken one broken man's wildly attractive what is that trope called that's uh called childhood trauma (laughs) (laughs) and we have to fix it and make it good because and i don't know if that's meant to be realistic or surrealistic that sometimes the women just go for the ones that are the most fucked up because a lot of times in the book she mentions how but yeah there are a lot of times where she talks about noah in the sense like why can't i feel this way about noah why doesn't noah make me feel this way why isn't it noah the obvious choice is noah noah yeah and it's like she's just automatically more attracted to caleb i think there's a (laughs) i do not have a psychology degree but I feel like I have a honorary one with the amount of therapists I've gone to. But um, <laughs> I think there's a weird thing I've seen definitely in myself. I've definitely been attracted to a few fixer-uppers. Just a horrible fucking name. Um, a few men who needed guidance. And I've seen it all over the place in different women as well. M- women who just either they want a project or they just... Maybe it's like they find a raw man that they can mold to what they want. Let me see if I can find it. Or what. But I think it is just something in women that, I don't know, there's just something about a man who's just not put together. It's a puzzle. A really sexy puzzle. That I can lick. <laughs> the typewriter method. She, at one point, makes the connection that she... Grew up with parents who refused to talk to her and is now in love with a man who can't talk to her. And on a weird level, it's like, if I can make it work with him, I'm fixing the relationship with my parents. And I'm undoing or healing that trauma. Whoa. Whoa. Can I say, on a side note... For our real life peeps, that is not a good enough reason. There's not any kind of good reason to get into a relationship. No. I'm gonna, if I can get this guy to love me, it undoes my trauma. No, thank you. No. Does not undoes your trauma. It doesn't heal it either. No. But do you see that? Oh, for Connection. Sure. So, like, to my heartstrings... Like, I I know her horrible story, and I know his horrible story, which, by the way, his horrible story is worth mentioning. Okay, so Caleb's traumatic story is when he is four years old, his mother takes him to a house. She tells Jake that they're running to the store. They go to a house, and she has him buckled in the back seat and says, I'll be right back. And then she goes into the house, ends up partying, and takes a lot of drugs, and passes out. For days. Four days. Days. Four days this kid mm-hmm. is screaming. In their car. Four years old, you know? And his brother, when he talks about it, he says that he screamed his throat raw. And he, like, survived by water dripping from the roof. When it rained. When it rained. Yes. I'm and this kid didn't bake. I don't know how. It must have been winter or I something. Don't. I don't understand how maybe he, was he didn't pass away. I don't know. When the when when they found him, when Jake found him, he was just sitting there, silent. He had screamed everything. Yeah. He screamed. It. I imagine it hurt like hell. Mm-hmm. I can't. Yeah. Fuck. I screamed a concert for one night, Four and my throat hurts for the next few days. Days. 
And then it just shut him the fuck down. And, you know, those... He went into, yeah, he went into a place and he lived there for the next 20 years. And they aren't, like, they aren't the same people to be like, I should probably see a therapist. We should probably, yeah, I should probably talk about my feelings. You know, yeah. like, I don't know where that rom-com is. Where, like, <laughs> something bad happens and they go to therapy and they, like, fix it and they wind up, like, happily ever after. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that would profit as much as, like, shit like this, unfortunately. No. Trauma you sells. Know? Trauma and sex sell. Trauma and sex so. <laughs> in 500 pages. <laughs> so I just, not that that's an excuse for any no, no, of, no, the, any of the horrific things. Context is key. Like, and so they're both horribly broken. Mm-hmm. Two Birkins don't make a right. And, and on some level, it's just like they're drawn together and they're like, we can make this work. Mm-hmm. You know, we can, we can be better. Mm-hmm. And then they, they do. Like, they, five years later. Yeah, have right? a kid. They have a kid. They're talking about. He's talking in general? Oh, yes. Yes. So, he would not speak. And when they first started getting romantic, she would read a book to him. When, after the, like, the big fight, she goes to California for six months. And he's still in Colorado. And then Jake and Noah, she finds, have come to visit. And then later, Caleb shows up and he is like talking to her. And mm-hmm. he said that he was practicing in this book for six months mm-hmm. to be able to talk. He was practiced talking to be able to talk to her. Mm-hmm. So he's talking five years later, happily ever after, they have a kid. Noah's a great uncle. Jake mm-hmm. hooked up with Mary Mariah. Mariah. Which was bow. probably a little forced, I'm sure. I think it was. Yeah. As soon as... They just didn't want us to think that Jake ended up alone, I think. As soon as they were, like, bickering on the phone together, I was like, they're gonna get together. Yeah. I was like, bickering is just a... Just a hidden sexual tension. Like, not arguing. For some people. Not arguing. I can't stand bickering. You can't stand bickering? I cannot stand bickering. I guess, Yeah. I just think it comes from such a petty, negative place. I, yeah, I guess you're right. It depends on the person. It depends on the person and the circumstance. Here, I saw the sexual tension. Okay. Yeah. I just saw him. I, I just was like, oh, he probably thinks she's just this annoying over Or bitch. maybe, but I saw it that I was like, yeah, over the phone. But I saw it as like, as soon as they meet in As soon as person, they meet in real life and she was like, is that the uncle? I was like, oh. They're gonna fuck. Absolutely. Yeah. Because, yeah. yeah. So that was Credence wow. by Penelope Douglas. I love that we didn't love it yeah, together. I, yeah, that's what I was waiting for. That, like, because we both loved Priest. Loved, loved Priest. Loved things we can't get over. And I was mm-hmm. like, I cannot wait. And I kept my mouth so tight. You did. Because I was like, I don't want to tell her that. It's not that I hated the bug. Right. I just had problems with it. It wasn't like, a, oh my god, it's it, right. Know. It like there were problems. It with was it. yeah. There were problems with it for me. Problematic. You know, it was problematic. But like I said, I'd read. I'd read more from Penelope Douglas. She. It, it was well written. Like you read. It was such a quick read. Oh yeah, I went through that. First. I read this entire thing last night again. Yeah. So that I could be more prepared for today. Right now, mm-hmm. I like started to fall asleep. You know, but then during all the violent sexual assaults i was i like got a second wind and i was like all horned up and wired and i was like and that's right i ran into you yeah i was like i forgot 
how much I loved all that, <laughs> all that, all that stuff. <laughs> I don't know why, like in my head, her being like the lead female, and I know I just, I just did not register how not consensual it was. Real. We'll unpack that in therapy. <laughs> but in the meantime, if you guys want to find us on TikTok or Instagram, you can find us at the Dirty Birdie BC. Or if you have any thoughts on Credence or any suggestions for books you like to read or anything we said, uh, you can email us at dirtybirdiebc at gmail.com. So, what is our next book? What is our next book? We have a couple options. We. Do. We have four options. Yeah. So next time we're going to talk about It Ends With Us by Colleen Hoover. Uh, they're making a movie out of it. They are making a movie. Blake Lively. And apparently, according to Cheryl, it's going to wreck my life. I've never read any Colleen Hoover. I don't know. You're not a crier. And I cried everything. So I don't, I don't know. We'll see. Don't we'll know. see. I'm not a book crier. But a court of... I hope you can fury. get... Honestly, I'm more worried about you DNFing it. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if I got a text from you and you were like, I can't fucking get through this. Did not finish. Oh. Yeah. Huh. No, it's... I'm going to force my way through a 200-page book. Okay, good, okay, 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 good. I'm going to force my way through a 200-page book. Yeah, like, it's book. not that big. Right. Yeah, so we'll... Mm-hmm. We'll do It Ends With Us. We'll with Ends With Us, yes. And um, I'm... I can't wait... I hope that there are, like, suggestions. I love getting suggestions. Oh, I would love suggestions. Now that you know, like, it's such a wide palette... Like, we're not pigeonholed into anything. Yeah. Uh, that being said, I am not a fan of creature sex. Oh, that's right. Oh, you said creature. I just thought about that cartoon. The creature power. There's, never mind. Moms will, moms will get that. I have a kid. I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. Maybe we don't, maybe Supernatural? Yeah. Okay. Oh, well, oh no. I don't want the show, like, Supernatural. No, because, no. no, like, I'm okay with, like, like werewolves, werewolves but yeah. they're men when they fuck. I'm not okay with, like, put your tentacle in my pussy, like. Alright, so, like, that's creature. Fair. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. I know, I just need another word other than uh, creature. I can't. I'm just seeing these two brothers in fly costumes singing about different animals. I know what that yes. is. Okay. <laughs> yes. Are you looking at synonyms? I love you. Thank you. Beast. Okay. I can't do beast. Oh, never mind. No. Shapeshifter? Can we do shapeshifter in their shape form? That makes it sound like a star. Now I think it's Sesame Street. You know what? Kids wrote everything. (laughs) You heard it here, folks. (laughs) Uh, Let's just say I can't, I can't do anything that's not human. Okay, good. Okay. Like I said, you can be a wolf, but you have to fuck in your form. You have to fuck in your human form. I can't do any fucking that's not human. Okay. There you go. No tentacles. Pro-human fucking. I saw a woman on TikTok who was like, yes, I'm very pro-human fucking. (laughs) Uh, I saw a woman on TikTok that was like, these books, they're like aliens or whatever, where they have like 13 inch dicks. Oh, I bet that was the... Ice Planet Barbarians. Probably. <laughs> They're like, do you I understand? I can't that. Well, now I can. Now well, I I'm know not a, you have a non-human thing. Yeah. I I have a human thing. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, no non-human. No. Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, thank you so much for yes. listening. Yes. We and hope that you um, liked this episode. Yeah. Read on, Dirty Birdies. Dirty Birdies.